0: I would tell somebody, you know, take an acting class and when you're, you know, in that for a few months, if you're interested in pursuing improv, do it. Because it does, it does make you a more honest actor, I think, to do improv. Coming directly from the horseshoe crowd capital of the world, get a leg up and get ready for The Hydrant. And now, a man who was Orson Welles' body double. Your host, Jim Cooper.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Hydrant. Nikki Jacobs is here, finally, with me today. Hey, Thank you for yes. doing this.
0: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I have wanted to do it for so long. It looks like so much fun. <laughs> and uh, I just had to be a part of it.
1: Nikki's probably one of the first vo talent that i i started writing letters to about what does this mean and what are they talking about and nikki was gracious enough just to answer my questions and tell me what was going on so um i feel very connected to her and she was part of my my startup so it's great
0: yeah i feel very connected to you because when i first started working with corey disson doing marketing you were the first person to respond. You know how he puts out that thing for new people. Right. Hey, everybody, you know, and, you know, be gracious to the new member um, of the Go Get It Nation. <laughs> right. And you were the first. And I was like, ah, and you were just so easy to communicate with. I mean, you're just such a great down to earth guy.
1: I need you to tell my wife that the easy to communicate <laughs> with part because, sometimes it (laughs)
0: it
1: doesn't come out well i'll let let her know (laughs) nikki of course is the sound you like to be around you can look her up on NikkiJacobs.com. she's experienced in everything theater improv comedy independent film voiceover including commercials animation audiobook narration she grew up in chicago not chicago sorry grew up in uh, illinois
0: illinois galesburg galesburg uh, yeah um yeah.
1: and now is an la resident with her actor husband nathan Inzarillo. and oh,
0: thank you for mentioning him as well
1: well nikki and we're gonna he talk doesn't get
0: about, much attention so no, no, i'm gonna, just kidding
1: we're going to talk <laughs> about a couple things that, that really interested me because nikki's been acting since she was two and she's just had the bug well. but you are a history major
0: yeah i am um, what happened well no i was i was both i was a theater major and a history major okay and uh it's kind of a weird thing about me um as much as i am into acting i am also into uh politics and history i, I love all that stuff that's cool and yeah so um i had flirted with the idea of being a lawyer for just about half a second. (laughs) So I thought maybe, you know, put the history in there too, but it just never happened.
1: Who had the acting bug?
0: I just kept auditioning for more stuff.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Nikki and her husband have done a a couple of things. One is a very funny little film called Lynette and Belinda that's i can't
0: believe you have seen
1: (laughs) that's on youtube and and you're watching this going uh uh-oh i don't know what's happening here but it is it is so funny because there are certain lines in there i just like burst out laughing so go Uh. out on youtube look it up she and her husband wrote it produced it directed it star in it it's 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 worth going to watch just don't oh
0: thank it. you thank you jim for watching it yeah it was just a weird weird little thing that came out of our brains and we were like let's just do it let's keep going with it you know and yeah so we we did that we're planning on hopefully doing another one like kind of a awesome. sequel That would be awesome. but you know that takes a, that takes a little time so. oh yeah
1: that takes some <laughs> hopefully, effort
0: have, hopefully we'll have that time in the near future
1: well the other thing that that you guys do is the Theater Couch Podcast, which was a 2022 nominee in Voice Arts Award World for Outstanding Podcast, Arts and Entertainment, Best Producer or Host. It's a very cool little series you can see on, we can see it on LinkedIn, but it is a podcast, so you can go out into the podcast world and watch episodes of it.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. We're on Buzzsprout, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio so yeah it's it's available it's not hard to find
1: one of the episodes and what the podcast is and keep me honest here is is nikki and nathan (laughs) talk about you know different one acts that they've either been involved in or know about or like or whatever happens happens to be and one of the episodes you talked about house of blue leaves by john guar oh yeah and that name resonates with me because. Way back, way back, ancient history. A student directed one of his other plays. He did two one acts. One was called Cop Out, and the other one was Home Fires. And they were presented together at the Court Theater on Broadway for a whopping eight performances until it closed. But Home Fires became kind of a high school, college, one act that a lot of people did. And I had so much fun student directing that so i was really happy you did house of blue leaves which is one of his more famous works
0: yeah he's a brilliant writer you get everything with him Uh, the comedy the the seriousness of life it it almost feels like real life because i i feel like you know the absurdism he puts in his stuff is really how life often is Nobody wants to admit it, but life is absurd, and you know we go through crazy things as human beings. And he is just all about that.
1: It's a very bizarre little one act. You're kind of like, did I really just watch that? But it's it's like it's that's cool. The other one, and if I can make a suggestion, okay, Peter Schaffer, who of course is more well known for things like Equus, he wrote. A, again, it's a, it's kind of a long one-act called Black Comedy. And it was often presented as White Liars Black Comedy. There were two little one-acts. And Black Comedy is a reverse lighting play where it starts out in complete darkness and then within the story of the play, there's oh, a fuse wow. that blows and the lights go up. And, and of course, the, that's when the lights go on on stage, but the actors all have to play it as if they're in the complete dark
0: wow and it
1: is a farce and a comedy and it is it's just you know that's another one that i was involved in in high school and it's still one of my favorite plays of all time oh that so. sounds
0: fascinating i will look at that um yeah and we don't you know we don't just uh in fact we do either two-act or full-length plays we just we're doing okay. now we're doing a one-person show oh um and we did another one of those this season too, uh twilight uh 1992 los angeles about the rodney king riots in okay. los angeles and and these are shows where somebody plays like multiple characters kind of thing but uh we're working on another one of those right now but usually we do like either a two-act or a uh right. a three-act play and we read it and Go through the historical context and and uh, do a summary, and then just do a off the cuff discussion.
1: That's great uh, it's, to follow. It's great. I, I mean, I love live theater. I've always loved live theater. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of one of the reasons yeah. I got back into voiceover because I came primarily out of radio. But you know, we, uh, live theater has always been kind of there for me, and I'm chuckling because we did a. I was involved in a production I probably shouldn't be talking about this <laughs> of uh, the classic Strada, we did yes, in yeah. college the director who was a very close friend of mine and took some 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 literal liberties with the costuming particularly when during the latter half, of course, if you don't know, you know, the men are always going to war and the women said, we've got enough Mm -hmm. of this. We're not, we're not sleeping with them. We're not having sex with any of them anymore until they knock this crap off. So my director took some liberties, anatomical liberties with the males during the second (laughs) half where it was painfully obvious what was going on under their, their tunics. And it was uh-huh. all the all the older ladies with, with blue hair that came to see this, you know, <laughs> cardiac arrest. So it yeah, was- Yeah,
0: they, they weren't pleasantly surprised. No, 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 no. Was, <laughs> <laughs> we had
1: such fun with it, it was unreal.
0: I, that's a wonderful, wonderful play. <laughs> <laughs> you, I so, mean, there's so much creativity that can go into that and how you do it.
1: What's your favorite show?
0: Oh boy um that is tough
1: or pick one of your top three
0: okay what's coming to mind right off the bat are uh, august wilson plays Mm. i love his work we just covered uh, ma rainey's black bottom in the first season of this or the first episode of this season Uh, i've seen that on stage a couple times i'm trying to think of like you know I, i i'm a big fan of comedy and so I you know, this sounds a a little cliche because he's absolutely so popular, but I love Neil Simon.
1: Oh yeah.
0: I'm a sucker <laughs> for Neil Simon.
1: Yeah.
0: Um I, I was in Lost in Yonkers and and that was like just such a a great experience. So yeah, those are those are some that, that come immediately to mind. I, I'm also a big fan of musicals. We've even toyed around with the idea of of trying to do some musicals on the show and, and talk about those. Right. So I, I'm a huge fan of Grease because <laughs> uh, I love music from the 1950s. Bye, bye, birdie. So, yeah. so this is like a wide array. I realize that I'm uh, I'm going from August Wilson to Grease. <laughs> that's um, okay, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know there, it's it's interesting, like what hits people. And um, for me, I just I I love great stories and i love a play where i have a chance to really really get to know about like a character's vulnerabilities and um right what makes them tick and um so those are those are like uh, august wilson neil simon i mean those are those are two playwrights that just absolutely (laughs) lay lay it out on the line for you with characters right right and um
1: maybe the uh the next episode of Lynette and Belinda could be a 50s musical, and I realize that would be a crap load of work, but... <laughs>
0: hey, why not? You know, we've, we've thought of all kinds... I mean, these two women are like... You can put them in a lot of different situations.
1: I live nearby them. And it's just like, I know who these oh, people really? are. Oh, really? I know who these people are. It's just, yeah. Oh, I wow. mean, we were
0: seeing, you know, my husband's mom and one of the characters. After we we're done, it's like a lot of times you don't realize until you're finished with the project, oh my gosh, I was talking about my mom or talking about my sister or whatever. But yeah, his mom is definitely in uh belinda um there's no doubt about that i don't know if she realizes that she's a big fan of it she watches it every day i don't know if she realizes that <laughs>
1: well belinda slash nathan has all the great lines you yes. wrote it in such a way that he's got all the jokes and his, he You're comes right. out with these zingers it's like wow
0: yeah yeah <laughs> lynette is definitely the straight person she's the yeah she's the setup Right for everything, but uh, yeah, I, I she's just a weird version of me, like an alter ego of me and all my insecurities, right? Being an actor,
1: yeah. insecurities, <laughs> actors, you certainly, you I just no. I mean, yeah,
0: how can those two words be said in the same sentence, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but oh, I love man. it, I love it that you watched it. I would never have dreamed that you were going to mention that in this in this podcast because you know ah
1: that's one of the beauties of this podcast is I get to go really dig in to my guest's history and see some of the things they've done and I I find out these things about people that I never knew they did and it was just like you know I'm trying to rack my brain I forget who it was but one of my guests female guests was did like narration. I I think it was Emma O'Neill did a, did a dub, a voice dub on a horror film. And I'm like, Oh, Emma O'Neill in a horror film. I'm sorry. I can't make that connection in my head. So
0: yeah, she's, uh, she's got the chops for that, right?
1: For anything. (laughs) All right. Let me ask you some of these goofy questions.
0: Oh, I'm ready for it.
1: And, uh, (laughs) you say that now. (laughs) <laughs> what song should play every time you walk into a room?
0: Um wouldn't it be nice by the Beach Boys. One of my favorite songs ever.
1: I went to college with a guy who was a Beach Boys fanatic and that was his favorite song as well. It, so
0: uh, Yeah, it just it when I'm not feeling great, I I put on that song Brightens, but at the same time it's like I don't know. That song is also kind of surreal,
1: and uh,
0: (laughs) it's nostalgic. Well, Beach Boys always
1: make you feel better. I mean, you can put just about any Beach Boys on it. It's going to make you feel better.
0: Yeah, they're great. They're great.
1: What are you most likely to eat after a stressful day?
0: I'm a sucker for potato chips. I love potato chips. That's
1: my kryptonite.
0: And I know every time I'm eating them, I'm not supposed to be. <laughs> they're not great. I remember I had a doctor once that was like, potato chips are terrible for you.
1: They are, but they're so tasty. And
0: they're so good, you know. <laughs> so it's like, it's one of those things that I always kind of have in my back pocket for, like, giving myself a treat.
1: What movie would be greatly improved if it was made into a musical? Oh,
0: Wow. Okay, I gotta I gotta think of one that cool. um, that is not so. Oh, okay, I just thought of one. <laughs> the recent Top Gun sequel, I think, is the crappy one of the crappiest movies I've ever seen.
1: Oh wow! Oh, I can and read I know the letters know what, coming in now.
0: <laughs> and 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 it got nominated for an Academy Award, but I don't know how. I think it's overacted, overwritten too full of itself i don't care i never cared to see a sequel of the first one (laughs) so i'm sorry tom cruise i love tom cruise i love his acting but um this was not um, meant to be but i think it would be awesome as a musical because he has a really great voice and i think it would kind of help pull it together more okay so (laughs)
1: Let's make it more of a farce than, than And by than. the
0: way, I'll be honest, I only watched like ten minutes of it and I had to turn it off. So I haven't seen the whole thing. I should be fair to them that maybe it got better. But I still think it should be made into a musical. And then John Hamm would have to sing and so yeah. Okay.
1: That works. <laughs> what breed of dog would you be?
0: Ooh. Golden Retriever. I, I can see that. <laughs> okay, that scares me that you see me as a dog, I, but
1: I'm um... <laughs> I, I, no, I the, the the personality of the golden retriever, and I can see those two personalities being very close. So,
0: yeah, I mean, I generally speaking, I'm a fairly calm person, like to get along with people, but I am very big on my hair. I like my hair to look <laughs> nice, and I think a golden retriever has splendid hair. Yes, it does. So, I mean, they're just awesome. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what Looney Tunes character best represents you?
0: Bugs Bunny. Because I can be such a, a, a shithead. And so <laughs> I'm... I can. I have a rascal aspect to my personality. I'm, I can be really individual. And um, I just... And, and Bugs Bunny is just... So witty and wonderful. So why wouldn't I want to be Bugs Bunny?
1: <laughs> what food will you absolutely not eat under any circumstances?
0: Liver. I, oh. I, oh, you're a liver of liker. No, huh?
1: no, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. Okay, so we have that that in common. Absolutely. But there's a question that's coming later that'll make very interesting.
0: Oh, (laughs) wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I haven't had it for years. I had it as a kid. They tried to get me to eat it. It was something that my grandfather loved, liver and onions. Right. But it just, oh, it just, the taste was awful to me.
1: I I never had it growing up because my parents never made it. And then I went to college and and i went to the cafeteria and i thought it was a steak so i pulled it down took one bite of it it never hit my stomach that thing came flying out so fast i was like oh my god this is the worst thing i've ever had yeah i agree yeah i agree
0: thank you thank you (laughs) i need that support
1: (laughs) who would play you in a movie about your life
0: well um i mean does the type have to be doesn't have to okay it can just be anybody Anybody
1: that you think would do a good job at it
0: I see Lily Taylor Do you know Lily Taylor Oh
1: wow That's a good yeah. pick
0: I love her style of acting I think I I don't know I would I don't know exactly how she approaches her roles how she prepares but I would imagine it's a similar preparation um she was just, so
1: good in Mystic Pizza.
0: Oh God, she's she's a terrific actress.
1: <laughs> in my so of mind. course I'm
0: going to pick a terrific actress. <laughs> well, I'm of course gonna, I'm not going to pick the worst. But I think that like our our experience in life is something. She's from Illinois. She's mm. smaller. She's kind of on the smaller side. She's kind, She's I think kind of had to fight a little bit for right. what she has which is similar to me.
1: Yeah, no, um, she's got the energy, She's she's got the chops, and it's just...
0: Oh, she's wonderful. Yeah, she's oh, that's a good favorites. answer.
1: That's a good answer. Yeah. If you were an ice cream flavor, what would you be?
0: I love chocolate, but I find myself a lot of times veering toward like anything berry flavored. And I like sorbet and sherbet and that kind of thing mm-hmm. too. So, yeah, like a raspberry. Mm-hmm. love raspberries.
1: That would be good. A nice vanilla raspberry swirl kind of thing.
0: Oh, that would I mm-hmm. would love that. I'm going to have that today, I think, now that you've mentioned
1: that. <laughs> it's like... I, yeah, that brings to mind, I haven't done this in a while, but I used to make like a raspberry compote kind of thing and just do vanilla ice cream and then pour the raspberry stuff all over it. So
0: You're a cook, aren't you? I've seen.
1: Yeah. I, <laughs> seen I like you're... to play around with it.
0: I've seen your baking. It looks wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. So that's, yeah. But that's kind of where I, that's where I live a lot in the ice cream world. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, I understand that completely. If if we don't have at least two half gallons of ice cream in the freezer, there's something, I know something's wrong. So it's just like.
0: Yeah, yeah I got to have ice cream. Yeah.
1: Once the Star Trek transporter is perfected, where is the first place you would go? Italy. Hmm. Have yeah. you been there before?
0: I've never been there. My husband is Italian American, uh, but that's not the only reason. I've always loved Italian culture. And I love their food. And I just, I think I would get along really well there. I have a feeling that if I went there, I might not leave because they're just they just love life and they they take it in they take the you know they take the time right to take it in and they have perfected certain aspects of life that i think everybody just is so inspired by and emulates yeah Yeah. like they food is everything to them and um i just think that's something
1: i love the cuisine so it's oh um, it's, it's so good yeah yeah what's your favorite curse word
0: fuck definitely um
1: (laughs) the number one answer
0: there's yeah i mean it's such a what do i want to say it's like i think it's part of every human being's soul that word eventually you're gonna say it Eventually, things are going to get to the point where you have to say it. And I just feel it's such a release to say it.
1: All right. Let's do some either or things. I'll give you two things and you tell me what your preference is. Okay. Live theater or movies?
0: Oh, that's so hard. Live theater.
1: No internet or no running water?
0: No internet. You'd be Yeah, surprised. that's... Oh my gosh, really? <laughs> oh, don't tell me that. Okay, now I got to have water.
1: Bananas <laughs> or watermelon?
0: Watermelon, absolutely.
1: Library or museum? Museum. Flintstones or the Jetsons?
0: <sighs> Flintstones. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Toilet paper over or under? Uh over. Beatles or Rolling Stones?
0: Beatles, hands down.
1: I had the suspicion that was going to be your answer.
0: (laughs) Really? Yeah, I was
1: looking at that going, Uh, she's going to be a Beatles person.
0: I am, even though I really respect the Rolling Stones. Sure. They're awesome. But I've been a Beatles fan since I was a teenager, Mm -hmm. so yeah. yeah.
1: Bewitched or I Dream of Jeannie?
0: Ooh. Bewitched. Yeah, definitely. I love a little... Yeah. yeah. Elizabeth Montgomery, was that her name? Yes. She was such a good actress.
1: Yeah, she, I, I, she was one of my favorites. I had a crush on her. <laughs> Dark chocolate or red wine? Pick one.
0: Dark chocolate. I'm not much of a drinker. You know?
1: oh, okay. You'd be surprised the number of people that can't pick one because they, they go together. So They
0: do go together. Yeah. So- And I like red wine, but uh, I I really like, I like chocolate. (laughs) Yeah, I like that experience. Oh,
1: (laughs) no question there. (laughs) What superpower would you rather have, invisibility or shape-shifting?
0: Invisibility. Yeah, I'd like to spy on a few people in my life. (laughs) Find out what's up their sleeve.
1: (laughs) <laughs> i i understand that
0: it sounds so like like suspicious doesn't it and but i know i have that site too I, I i'm like sometimes i'm like mm, i need a little more information here <laughs> yeah
1: would you rather lose the ability to read or lose the ability to speak
0: i'd rather lose the ability to wow that is a tough one um, I'm going to say read because I feel like in the end, you may have to ask for help or something. You might need your voice for something.
1: But and there's always audiobooks.
0: Th- oh, that's true. <laughs> that's the real reason for audiobooks. Really? <laughs> because people are going to lose their ability to read. Right. So, um, yeah, I think I chose the right one then. Thanks. I think you did. I think you did. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Here's
1: another one to make your skin crawl. Would you rather give up your cell phone for a month or bathing for a month?
0: I could easily give up my cell phone for a month. And then that, I guess that means my agent will have to call me. Well, wait, I don't have a cell phone. I don't have a phone. We have a landline though. <laughs>
1: so. And that's, that's fine. That's but fine. no,
0: I can't give up bathing. I'm I'm one of those people like I can't stand even going a day without that.
1: <laughs> You'd be so, surprised how many people changed that attitude because of the pandemic.
0: Oh, okay. And just yeah, being connected.
1: And it's like, you know, I I went 2 weeks without taking a shower cuz I'm not near anybody so.
0: Oh, that yeah, for that reason too. Right. Yeah, they're not being uh they're not having to be responsible for their smell anymore. Right, right. I'm um,
1: not offending anybody, so it didn't. These are matter great
0: to questions. <laughs> Did you come up with these questions?
1: I'm sure you saw inside the actor studio with James. Yeah,
0: Lipton. but he didn't go this far. Well, he, I mean, he had
1: 10 questions, and there's an official name for the 10 questions he had. And I forget what it is off the top of my head, but they were the same ten questions. And I thought Okay, let's take that and expand it a little bit and let's Love just, it. let's see what's going on here. So,
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Would you rather have all traffic lights you approach be green or never have to stand in line again?
0: I'm going to say the traffic lights. Okay. Because I have a tendency sometimes to be running late and uh oh man okay that's yeah i i i I appreciate those green lights at those moments
1: okay would (laughs) you rather have to eat liver for the rest of your life okay or be forced to watch an episode of keeping up with the kardashians every day
0: i could handle the kardashians if it meant i didn't have to
1: eat liver yeah
0: yeah and f- yeah my view toward them is softened just a little bit because what? i uh well i i i'm on that master class thing okay i pay for that because <laughs> i want to see famous people teaching me stuff chris the, the mom mm-hmm. chris kardashian has a branding class on there that is not bad it's that's pretty not good. a
1: surprise because that's all she's ever done is
0: that's all she's ever yeah she's her become kids. an expert so i'm like oh, okay you know i can they're not so terrible uh but yeah i know the show is it's a a pretty animal. pretty superficial <laughs> <You think? laughs> but hey superficial i can deal with it if i don't have to eat liver Please, never.
1: I, I, I think I'd have to agree with you as much as I can't stand either one of them. It's just, yeah.
0: <laughs> Would
1: you rather have whatever you are thinking appear in a bubble above your head for everyone to read
0: uh-huh. or
1: have absolutely everything you do be live-streamed for everyone to see?
0: I'll take the live stream because I can I can sort of still mask some of – some. Things that I don't want people to know. <laughs> <laughs> I still have that ability. I don't have to talk during the live stream necessarily, and but no, I don't. I don't want my thoughts telegraphed to everybody.
1: So P.J. Oakland said those possibilities are the seventh and eighth circle of hell. So <laughs> just like they're horrible <laughs> questions,
0: they are. <laughs> <laughs> they are, but you know, there'd be people that would jump at the chance to have their life live streamed,
1: and many people do. I mean, we're live streaming most of our lives anymore, anyway. So yeah. So if not, if not, YouTubing them and Instagramming them and and that kind of thing. So. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. But you have more control with that, obviously.
1: This is true. Although some people have said the bubble because they feel they can manipulate their thoughts to have other people do their bidding so there's true e- out there that could, could, could be used
0: oh my gosh I, I feel like i'm not in control of my thoughts <laughs> i'm and not either so, <laughs> so yeah wow. don't need that displayed
1: <laughs> Someone came up to you and say, "You know, I I really want to be an actor. I really I really love the stage." Uh, mm-hmm. What is the first thing you would tell them to do?
0: Acting class.
1: Acting class or improv class?
0: I'm going to say acting class. Although, it would not be a mistake to walk into an improv class and learn how to improv right either it i mean it's just that i think that acting class kind of fine tunes everything it helps you understand yourself as an actor like understand what you're bringing to the table right improv can do that for you too uh, the problem is that a lot of improv is geared toward being funny which great but i think acting class is going to give you a a more overall picture of what you are doing
1: and it's interesting uh, you, you say that because i when i think of improv and you know going out and, and doing a scene or something i always feel there is that extra pressure there to try to be funny and it doesn't necessarily have to be
0: no it doesn't i mean there is dramatic improv the imp- one of the improv places that i uh worked at and studied at had a dramatic improv class. And it's not done as much because a lot of times, you know, they're trying to produce really good, fun entertainment for people at the school, you know, they eventually put into a show and there is that, I guess, uh, focus on being funny. But um, yeah, but you can't be, you can't try to be funny. You just, you know, it, right. even when you're, even when that is something that everybody is sort of hoping happens, you can't manufacture it. You know, you just still have to play the scene right? and, wor- and work off of what you're given, uh, which is why improv and acting just go so well together. And it's actually how I learned how to act when I was a little kid. My acting teacher would tell us, "Okay, here's the fairy tale that we're working on. And then we would go up on stage and she'd give us a little situation and we would come up with our own lines in the situation. So I basically learned how to act that way. And I do think it's great for, you know, pulling from your imagination. I would tell somebody, you know, take an acting class. And when you're, you know, in that for a few months, if you're interested in pursuing improv, do it because it does it does make you a more honest actor i think to do improv
1: okay that's that's a fair statement no one's ever said that before it's and and you know to translate that over into just strictly voiceover to to segment it a little bit it becomes critical because that you've got to be that character you got to be able to relate emotionally as that character and you know you know you do audiobooks and it's just Mm -hmm. that to me is the aspect that is most sorely missed by so many people who try to break into right. audiobooks. They think it's just sitting and reading. And it's right.
0: Not. It's acting. Right. You know, I call it book acting. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's book acting. I mean, you're still using the same techniques of exploring a character and asking yourself questions about that character and finding the answers um, as you go. Right. Making choices what improv really helps with is not thinking too much because you can't in improv. You can't spend too much time in your head. And it just, it puts you in the moment. It helps you learn how to really capitalize on the moment. And I've had a lot of people ask me that question. People from my hometown area, You know, people that my parents meet that have a kid that wants to be an actor and and they give me their email and I give them a little advice. And, you know, I I think a lot of them think that it's a lot about being famous and getting discovered. Right. It isn't. It's uh, I mean, that can happen. Great if that happens for you. But it's about putting yourself in a position where you are doing your best work and you're you should always be working on stuff. It's always, like people yeah. that
1: that go into writing because they think they're going to be the next Stephen King or the next J.K. Rowling. I mean, the odds of that happening are just so infinitesimal that yeah. you know, you you've got to go into it because you love doing it. Right. Not it's for the, the accolades beh- behind it because they may never come. There's a yeah. lot of great writers and even great actors who never get spotlighted, but they work consistently because they're so good at their craft.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: Think of one off the top of my head, I would, but my brain's not working, so.
0: Well, I, I think, yeah. Uh, I think Lily Taylor actually is a good example. Great example. She's not an A-list celebrity, but people I'm sure are very secure about putting her in their projects because she delivers great work. Right. Um, she takes it seriously. She's trained.
1: I see James yes. Spader in the same light because uh, you don't you don't yeah. see him out hawking stuff and doing ads and that kind of thing. He is right. obviously very focused on his craft,
0: you know, regardless yes.
1: of the character he's at. He he just does wonderful work.
0: He does. He's terrific. Yeah. And he's he's been that way from the beginning, you right. know, he was a, a standout from the beginning. Um, you know, you saw that this is somebody who really walks the walk.
1: Right. Um, right. he came up through that whole, you know, 80s teen rat pack thing, but he outshined yeah. them all. He just kept going.
0: Yeah. He's fa- Yeah. He's, uh, he's fantastic. He's yeah. phenomenal.
1: So.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: Thank you for doing this.
0: Oh, I I totally enjoyed it. <laughs> I love yeah. I love getting to talk about acting and and the craft and uh, storytelling and all those things. So um, and uh, and loved getting to finally meet you, even <laughs> though it is still you know
1: it's still electronic, yeah, but we're getting closer.
0: But, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're getting closer. We're we're okay.
1: we're into which one is the the contact close encounters of the third kind is that is that the actual contact or i i forget <laughs>
0: oh yeah let's see yeah i guess it would Yeah close uh...
1: encounters of the third kind when we make contact so and that's when they meet the aliens coming out of the spaceship anyway well now that we've totally digressed into that um <laughs> you can look up nikki at nickyjacobs.com <laughs> uh look out for the theater couch podcast Go out to YouTube and watch Lynette and Belinda because it's, it's just a hoot. It's funny that she and her husband, uh, Nathan, and Cirillo did. And uh, once again, thank you for doing this. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you so much, Jim, for having me. It was an absolute pleasure.
1: Hey, thanks for hanging out with us on The Hydrant. The Hydrant announcer is Allison Steele. For outstanding VO coaching and voice acting services, visit Allison at allisonsteel.com. That's Allison with a Y and Steel with no B at the end. Shoot me an email with any comments, questions, worthwhile recipes at bigdog at jimcoopervo.com. This episode copyright 2023 by Jim Cooper VO and Nat Lancor Audio, which is solely responsible for its content. No reproduction by writing, recording, reposting, smoke signals, AI voice loading, Morse code, or any other electronic or manual recording method known to man is allowed without prior written consent. Come back and play with us next week as the steady stream of outstanding guests continue at The Hydra.